Hi again everyone, welcome to our third installment of Confident in the Chaos. And today we've reached chapter 2 of Habakkuk's prophecy and verse 1 and we're reading down to verse 4. Habakkuk says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he, that is the Lord, will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Today's study is stop, look and listen. We've learned already uh, from previous weeks that Habakkuk's name means to embrace or the embracer of God. And we've seen how he's been wrestling with some great questions and perplexities that he has in his heart toward the Lord. He's having to come to grips with paradox in, in the ways of God. And he had to learn to embrace the mysterious ways of the Lord. We saw that especially last time. He has so many questions around why the Lord was doing certain things and how he could use in particular the Babylonians as his instrument of chastisement toward his own people. But please note that Habakkuk didn't allow these questions and confusing issues to drive him away far from God. He didn't become an agnostic or an atheist or a cold nominal believer. But he allowed these issues, these perplexities to drive him to the Lord's feet. And uh, the turning point we see here in, in our first verse in chapter 2 verse 1. He says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what God will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. He stopped. He got quiet and he began to look and to listen for divine perspective, for revelation. Now, we know already he knew a great deal about God, his covenant and his ways, but he didn't know it all. He certainly didn't know enough to navigate this present hour. And here in verse 2 of chapter 2, it says that after he positioned himself in quietness, humility and solitude, it says, then the Lord answered me and said, now, learning is important and we are not anti-academic or anti-intellectual. But what is more important than learning is leaning. Leaning in to hear God's voice is far more important. And uh, irrespective of what God even might, might say to us when we listen for his voice, even to hear God's voice is a great comfort in itself. To have God speak to us at all is an incredible blessing. And to know for a certainty that when we quiet our souls, God is a God who does speak to us. Francis Schaeffer said that our God is the God who is and is not silent. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God is still speaking to his people in this hour? And even when it's 
conviction or discipline. <laughs> Habakkuk said he was listening to, to see what the Lord would say to him when he was corrected. So even to hear God's voice in conviction of sin is a blessing. I love the poetry of F.W. Faber and in one of his poems he said that God hath once whispered a word in thine ear or sent thee from heaven one sorrow for sin is enough for a life both to banish all fear and to turn into peace all the troubles within. Isn't that wonderful? That God has once whispered a word in thine ear or, or sent thee from heaven one sorrow for sin. To hear one word from God, even in conviction or chastisement, is a blessing. Jesus said, didn't he, in John 10, that it's the sheep who hear God's voice. And so, uh, perhaps like Habakkuk, at this particular hour in human history, or in your own personal walk with God, you're in a time of perplexity, a time of confusion, a time of darkness. And you feel that you're not hearing the voice of God. And indeed, what you're witnessing all around you seems to contradict what you have learned of God all of your days. Can I give you a little bit of instruction right now? Darkness and silence often accompany each other. Darkness and silence often come together. Oswald Chambers said, Songbirds are taught to sing in the dark as we are put into the shadow of God's hand until we learn to hear him. Matthew ten twenty seven. Jesus said, What I tell you in the darkness, watch where God puts you into the darkness. And when you're there, keep your mouth shut. Chambers goes on to say, remain quiet. If you open your mouth in the dark, you will talk in the wrong mood. Darkness is the time to listen. Don't talk to other people about it. Don't read books to find out the reason of the darkness, but listen and heed. If you talk to other people, you cannot hear what God is saying. When you're in the dark, listen and God will give you a very precious message for someone else when you get into the light. I don't think Oswald Chambers, uh, and certainly we are not saying that you shouldn't seek counsel or help from others when you're struggling. But what he is saying is that there are times of deep darkness when we don't really need to hear other voices, but we, we need to get alone. We need to stop, look and listen in the quiet to watch to see what God has to say for to you. Habakkuk 2 verse 1. And verse 2, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. That's the word from the Lord. Of course, this book, uh, I take it to be the vision that he wrote. Maybe God's calling you to write what he's about to say to you. But you have to get still. You have to wait upon him. And maybe it is a book. Uh, or maybe it's a blog or poetry. or I don't know what it might be. But I'm, I'm sure that in this moment that we find ourselves in in human history, that God is imparting messages to people that are specific for this time. And we need to get still to hear his voice. But can I uh, encourage you to do something that I do on a regular basis? And that is the discipline of keeping a journal. And I do this, a, a kind of diary, spiritually, to trace what the Lord has been saying to me over months and indeed years. 
And there, whether it's in good times or bad times, but especially at a time of chaos, you see, this is a, a memorial, if you like, so that we can retrace what God has been speaking to us, and it gives us confidence in the times of chaos. Many of us are familiar with them. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on, on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And keeping a journal is a mighty way of acknowledging the Lord in every area of your life, but also leaning, not on your understanding, but in trust upon him. And what I'll do in, in my journal is uh, when God speaks to me and maybe a verse or a passage of scripture leaps off the page and is very applicable to me, I, I will perhaps rewrite it in my journal as if the Lord is directly speaking to me. Of course he is. And I, I might change the person and the grammar or I might put my own name in there to reflect that God is speaking personally to my heart. There are other times when, it, when it's not a specific scripture, but it's the still small voice of God speaking into my spirit. And, and I record it there so that I can go back over it, maybe weeks or months later, and see what God has been saying. When I'm confused, when I'm perplexed, when I don't understand the way that, that I'm going, it might be a dream recorded, it might be a vision, it might be a word of prophecy. But we need to write it down just as Habakkuk was told because it may be, as, as verse 3 says, that this vision, this word from God is for an appointed time. But it's important to record it so that you have it to claim by faith for that appointed time because as verse 4 says, the just shall live by his faith. I think this seems to be the, the core of the revelation that Habakkuk is given in his perplexity. That just people, men and women, live by their faith. Our faith, of course, is not in faith, per se. Our, our faith is not in thin air. It's not some kind of nebulous sentiment in nothingness. But our faith is in God. And we don't focus on our faith, we focus on our God and, and our faith is bolstered and it grows when we put our faith in the promises that our God has spoken. There's a wonderful verse in Romans chapter 10 verse 17 that says, So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But please notice it doesn't say faith comes by the word of God. Now we cherish the word of God, of course. But it says that faith comes by hearing the word of God. The author to the Hebrews in chapter 4 and verse 2, speaking of the Old Testament Israelites going through the wilderness to the promised land, it comments upon them that the word which they heard did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith in those that heard it. And so it's not enough to just receive the word as it were, but it has to be mixed by faith. We have to engage with God's promises by the act of faith. That's how the just, the righteous live, Habakkuk teaches us. Of course, in Galatians, it has a lot to say about grace and faith. And in chapter 3, verse 2 and verse 5, we're taught there that we actually receive the Holy Spirit's power and fullness and giftings by the hearing of faith, Paul says. By the hearing of faith. 
He goes on to say as well in that passage that that's how miracles were performed among the Galatians, through the hearing of faith. We're quickened by a word from God, but we, we mix that word with faith and things start to happen. I want to challenge you right now. During this time of chaos, have you prioritised the voice of God? Have you stopped in order to look and listen to what the Lord has to say to you? Maybe you have a myriad of questions and confusing issues. Have you brought those to the Lord? And have you sat and waited in his presence, even in quietness, even when he doesn't say anything, it would seem, until he speaks to you? What voices are you listening to at this time? What voices are you partnering with? Are you obeying? The voice of fear is there. It's obvious all around. The voice of control is there. Moses, it says, hid himself in the cleft of the rock. And I think that's a picture of Jesus, isn't it? And he waited. It says he stood waiting as God passed by. He, he hungered and yearned to see God's glory. That was his one prayer, that I would see your glory, Exodus 33. But he hid and waited in the cleft of the rock for God to pass by. Do you wait on the Lord? Elijah referred to him before he was commanded to go to the mountain and stand and wait. He stood still in order to hear the still small voice of God, the voice of a gentle whisper as it can be translated. Of course, our Lord Jesus Christ, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness and he was there 40 days, 40 nights, fasting, tempted and tested by the devil. And of course, he came out in the strength and power of the Holy Spirit and it was the word of God that fed him in that desert situation, wasn't it? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. And the word there for word is rhema, not logos, but by every word, spoken word, the preceding word of God. That's how we need to live. But we need to stop and look and listen for that word. And it was our Lord's practice. Mark 1 verse 35. In the morning having risen long while before daylight. He went out and departed to a solitary place. And there he prayed. He only did what he saw the Father do. But in order to know that. He, he spent a lot of time with Abba Father. Much prayer these days is really like the little boy. Who, who rings the doorbell and runs away again. He doesn't wait and if we are going to have confidence in the chaos that we're presently in, corporately or personally for you in your life, we need to learn what it is to wait on God. Habakkuk learned it. He looked around and he couldn't understand what God was doing. From what he knew of God and what he knew of God's word, it just didn't make sense. But he went to God with it. He sought the Lord with it and he waited in his presence until he heard the word from the Lord. And there's a promise here for you today. It's enshrined and well known in Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. 
I wonder, is that your greatest need at this time? Maybe not even the answer, but the waiting. Because in the waiting, the Lord will meet you. And sometimes more than answers, we need his presence and we need an encounter with him. So will you come with me today and will you put into practice what I've been teaching from Habakkuk? Will you stop, look and listen for how the Lord will answer you? Will you still yourself for a while? Will you realise that you don't know everything and you certainly don't know enough to get through this season and you need to come aside and rest in God's presence and cup your ear spiritually to listen to what he has to say? You maybe need to switch off other voices or put boundaries between you and those at this moment so that you might clearly hear the sound waves of the Spirit of God to your spirit. And when you hear his voice, remember, the just live by faith. Will you engage with faith to believe that he is as good as his word and he has set his word above his name? Let's pray to that end as we close today's study. Father, we come to you and we thank you that you are a faithful God and you honour your word. And we praise you that your word is settled in heaven and the covenant promises that you have given us are all yes and amen in Jesus Christ. And in his name we come before you and we don't understand everything that's going on in the world around us. We don't even understand what's happening in our own personal lives in our families, in our homes. But Lord, we choose to believe in a good, gracious, sovereign God. We choose to sit and wait, even if our minds can't tell us and the greatest minds can't tell us what's going on. We choose to wait on the word from the Lord. We choose not to feed on the news and feed on uh, the media and feed even on on Christian popular opinion, but we choose, Lord, to take as our daily bread your rhema word, your spoken preceding word that feeds our souls. And so, Lord, we say collectively today, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. We want to hear what you're saying to the churches. We want to hear what you're saying to our hearts today. Would you come and speak to us now, living God? And for those who have been caught up in a frantic activism and caught up even in Christian programs to the extent that they can't get still. Lord, please help us all to punctuate our lives with these pit stops, these pauses of silence and solitude, to wait on you, to hear what you will say to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. See you next time.